When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good guys and bad guys, cowboys and Indians, sinners and saints, masters and minions, they're all the same to me, they're all the same to me. Welcome to Fence Post Politics, the only place for unfiltered, nonsensical, Probably fake news that you never asked for. Brought to you by the Burning Daylight Podcast and your host, myself, Matt McKinley, Aaron Ellis, Tim Martin, and Rob Jost. Now let's have a little bit of fun, talk a little politics, and uh, tell a dirty joke or two. In your poetry, magic, Well, welcome back, Daylight Burners. If you're watching live, I apologize for the little glitch out there. I uh, I went full Mitch McConnell on you, uh, technologically speaking. Um, uh, something happened there. And uh, yeah, my, my deal glitched out. But hey, you're, you're going to have that on these big jobs. So um, just know that. And uh, and also just know that there is an absolute epidemic of um, violent gayness that it's, I mean, it's in abundance here uh, lately. This is, uh, I think, two, is it two or three weeks in a row with, uh, without the rest of the defense post politics crew, but um, either way, uh, the gayness got to him again. Uh, I hate to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the gayness got to all of them again. Um, it's a real issue. I don't know what the solution is. Uh, thoughts and prayers, obviously. And I think that's about all you can do. Um, say no to gayness. <clears throat> But not like the homosexuality kind. I don't care about that. But like the, you know, the the 90s guys version where we just called each other gay. That type of gay. Don't be that gay. And and just watch out for it because it's coming around. Um, it's <clears throat> as well. Uh, 
Um, I guess I, I could run down the line of topics that I wanted to talk to today, and uh, maybe that'll help me stay on track, because, you know, I like to dart off into different directions and uh, and dive down a rabbit hole when I see one. But anyway, I've got it, I've got it listed out. And so we got another GOP deb- debate that meant absolutely nothing. <clears throat> we got uh, Donald Trump taking the stand and some rather awesome um, courtroom sketches. Um, and not just from, from, uh, from the Trump trial, but in general, been some really good ones. Um, Gaza is still a place for now. Uh, I don't think they've turned it completely into a parking lot just yet. They haven't killed all the Palestinians, but they have killed a lot. And, uh, we'll talk about that some, um, Biden family got some subpoenas headed their way. We'll see about that as well. Um, strike season is over. Gay season's upon us. Strike season's over. And then we got a, a sad case of a, of a thick preacher. And uh, I can't remember if it was Alabama or Mississippi. But <clears throat> in the meantime... Let's talk about this GOP debate because uh I mean it was interesting. It was it was pretty embarrassing. Um once again the the guy that they're all trying to replace uh wasn't there <laughs> and uh his polls will probably go up again. Uh, after this, um, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, well, summary, cliff notes summary. They, they started with foreign policy, which obviously immediately went to Israel Gaza, um, which Vivek Ramaswamy was decent ish on, on the whole deal. Um, I mean, it's a it's a Republican debate, so you can't say you're not going to stand with Israel, or it just you're you're done. That you're toast. You can't can't do that in a in a Republican debate, at least for now. Um, we'll see what happens uh, as as time goes on, because that I mean, both parties are kind of changing, and um, well, you know, I guess I'll I'll add this to the list too, since we're talking about presidential races that we'll, we'll talk about um, RFK here in a little bit as well. So um, foreign policy wise, they all of them except for Ramaswamy when it came to Israel is uh, full on war with Iran. We gotta, we not, we gotta not just support Israel. We gotta give them anything they need to take out Hamas, which if I understand right, like the Hamas military is about 30,000 or so soldiers. Uh, Like I know war is expensive and shit, but I mean, Ukraine's taking on 
500,000 of the fucking Russian army. Um, I, you'd think that Israel should should be able to handle handle Hamas. I I would think. I don't know. Um, but when it comes to this particular debate, Hamas was like a. It was like a side note, except for when they wanted to use it for a point to talk about TikTok and and uh, how these people that were clamoring for free speech and uh, outraged by the silencing of conservative voices, <laughs> they they were also very much um, gung ho to ban TikTok as uh, outright. Um, and so that you know that kind of plays into foreign policy as well as as domestic because uh <clears throat> you're talking about a um a very direct assault on first amendment rights uh the freedom of expression um the well, we'll get a little bit more into that um later <clears throat> I'll, I'll talk we'll pull up some clips on the whole tiktok debate um but it was uh it was interesting it started out it was on NBC so it was Lester Holt and Hugh Hewitt and i forget the lady's name um the black lady a uh, pretty decent moderator for for her uh, the questions were i don't know um anyway this uh, the first question was like why you and not Trump which i think is a fair question um you know, I might just go ahead and put it back on. Um, yeah, I'll do that instead. We're going to put it on the president. Term abortions. Let's and, uh, what's going on right now? Is it nerves? Is um, it? Sorry, I'll get it queued up here. Um, and we'll we'll watch along because it was. Uh, like I said, it was interesting. Um, here we go. Americans across the country. We have two hours. for, And that's what I'm focused on. That this country can. Caucuses when Republican primary voters will begin to determine their party's nominee for president. Tonight, we'll question five candidates seeking that nomination on how they're best prepared to be commander in chief. And of course, how best to bring down prices impacting Americans across the country. We have two hours for a serious debate on the issues that matter most to Republican voters. Candidates will have one minute and 30 seconds for answers and the opportunity for a closing statement. Follow-ups will be at the discretion of all of us at the table. With that said, let's have a good debate. All right, our first question, the opening question, is one for all of you. Donald Trump is the first ex-president in more than 100 years to run for the White House again. And he remains popular among Republican primary voters as his legal challenges mount. Governor DeSantis, let me begin with you on this one. Speak to Republican voters who are supporting Donald Trump. Why should you and not him be the Republican nominee to face Joe Biden a year from now? This country is in trouble. And the elites that have put us here, they don't care about you. They don't care that you're having to grapple with higher grocery prices or have higher gas prices. They don't care that your family's less secure because of the open border that's allowed drugs and even terrorists to come into this country. Well, I care 
I am not going to sit idly by and let this country continue its downward spiral. We need leadership and we need it now. I'll take the hits. I'll take the arrows. I'll take because ultimately it's not about me. It's about you. I will fight for you. I will make sure to lead this country. Alfred E. Newman. From. Mad Magazine. That is who. Ron DeSantis looks like. Let me. uh... Um, Right there. Ron DeSantis. Alfred E. Newman. Resemblance is there, I'm telling you. Country's revival, and I will win for you and your family. Actions speak louder than words. We don't have time for excuses, and it's not something that we're going to be able to have all these distractions. As a veteran, I will get the job done. Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than where we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. In Florida, I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we want a historic victory, including a massive landslide right Well, so Donald Trump should do this and do that, but he's not going to. And yeah, his poll numbers will probably go up after this. Um, They're all solid points that he brings up, um, especially the losing part. Um, There was a handful of those these weird off year elections. Uh, a couple governors, all both went Democratic. There was a lot of uh, like ballot measures. I got to look and see if Texas uh, voted on how they voted on the right to farm uh, amendment. Um, but there was a big abortion um, constitutional amendment in Ohio that um, I haven't looked into it. So I don't know exactly the extent of it, but I know it some it it enshrines abortion in the in the state constitution. Um, the details of it, I don't know, uh, but it passed. I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm sure pretty overwhelmingly, if I had to guess, um, abortion is a losing issue politically for for Republicans. Uh, they they got their the Roe v. Wade thing overturned, which I think was a good thing, um, regardless of the moral issue of abortion. Just from a legal ruling, it's um, it seemed like it needed to be struck down and sent back to the states. And I I have no doubt. I mean, I I wouldn't say it. That's the wrong way to put it. Um. I'm fairly sure that this will come up before the Supreme Court again, and, and maybe there, it'd be, I'd be surprised if there was a 
like a conclusive ruling where they uh <laughs> whether it's an act you know a privacy violation or um like uh i i don't i don't know exactly what what the the ruling would be but <clears throat> i wouldn't be surprised and i don't know if i expect it or if uh i'm just kind of i don't know but i wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of supreme court ruling in the future um that maybe decides the abortion issue for you know a while anyways um who knows i mean roe versus wade was a supreme court ruling in it uh it was talked about nonstop for like 50 years until it was overturned and it's been nonstop ever since uh abortion is such a great wedge issue for politicians they don't want to solve that problem uh there's a handful of um <clears throat> hardcore christian evangelical christian uh republicans that uh absolutely uh would go ahead with uh, a federal abortion ban but for the most part neither side really cares they just like it's uh i mean it's 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 like going to your four seam fastball and when that it's your go-to pitch it's just like you got it there every time you you've always got it um and then they use it a lot as you'll see i mean they're <clears throat> the democrats are winning pretty handily on the abortion issue here lately so uh, don't be surprised when they, uh, yeah, they just, uh, I mean, just beat that with a dead horse. Um, yeah, they're going to beat the dead horse and then use the dead horse to beat the abortion issue because, um, yeah, it's, um, it's working for now. Um, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, anyway, Republicans lost big. We'll continue along. And uh, here in Miami-Dade County, that's how we have to do it. So I promise you this. As the nominee, next November, I'll Thank get you, the Governor. job done. And as president, I will your, deliver. Your time is you. up. Let me turn to Ambassador Haley. Let me turn to Ambassador Haley. Why you and not the former president? Well, I think you look at the fact that we're almost $34 trillion in debt. 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. 50% of American families can't afford diapers. One in six American families can't pay their utility bills. You have the fact that he used to be right on Ukraine and, and foreign issues. Now he's getting weak in the knees and trying to be friendly again. I think that we've got to go back to the fact that we can't live in the past. We can't live in other headlines. We've got to start focusing on what's going to make America strong and proud. And that's what I'm focused on doing. Let's make sure we pay down our debt. I think we need an accountant in the White House. Let's make sure that we have transparency in the classroom. As a mom, I know what that means. Let's make sure we secure our borders so that our families are safe. Let's get crime down because our families want to know that they can be safe no matter where they go. And as the wife of a combat veteran, I will tell you, a military needs to know we have our back and we need to make sure that America is... Ambassador, back. thank you very much. Let me just, uh, let me just caution the audience. Uh, if we had our troops' back... We would not put them in stupid situations where they don't belong, where 
the local public hates them, uh, views them as an occupying force, which they are. And and now, um, well, I guess we'll I'll, I'll say, but but there's like there's been increasing attacks uh, on U.S. positions in in the Middle East since this Israel Gaza stuff. So, ah, uh, yeah, it's she is such a classic neocon, just like how every every issue seems like is gonna gonna revert back to how we're gonna bomb somebody uh and project strength militarily and so let's not go down this road we've asked you to please you know keep restraining yourselves and would be helpful so we can hear the candidates because these are important issues and the voters want and need to hear them uh, mr ramaswamy let me turn to you uh, please make your case why would you uh why should you be the nominee and not the former president I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. It's a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, do you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Chris, I'm going to use this time because it's actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross, oh, this is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? Uh, so there we go. We got, uh, we got Vivek swinging for the fences. And uh, I mean, it was a solid... Uh, it was a solid enough answer, I suppose. Uh, I didn't hate it. Um, he was feisty. Uh, I mean, if if Trump wasn't in the race, that might have played well, um, you know, down the road. But eh, maybe it still will. Uh, it, uh, seems like he's still jockeying for VP position. I don't know. I don't know what that that's going to look like, but uh, the other two was yeah the other two um, Chris Christie and Tim Scott. Who cares? Um, I guess there's another one of these things, and they're going to whittle it down even more. And it probably Chris Christie and Tim Scott won't make the stage. It sounds like. Um, I don't know who's who's asking for. Chris Christie and Tim Scott. I don't know who's asking for another one of these debates, but uh, 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it was dumb. It was dumb. Um, see if I can find, uh, some better ones. Here we go, mate. That's how we move forward, but I want to be careful. Here we go. We'll, we'll, uh. We'll take a look at this one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which clip this is, but we'll we'll take a look. To avoid making the mistakes from the neocon establishment of the past. Corrupt politicians in both parties spent trillions, killed millions, made billions for themselves in places like Iraq and Afghanistan, fighting wars that sent thousands of our sons and daughters, people my age, to die in wars that did not advance anyone's interests adding $7 trillion to our national debt. And Joe Biden sold off our foreign policy. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, got a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's why we're sending $200 billion back to that same country. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the UN. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? That was a pretty solid uh, little jab. Dick Cheney in three-inch heels, and there's two of them on stage. I don't know if... Uh, if you've been following the Ron DeSantis boot um, conspiracy, where it, it sure looks like he's got heels in his in his uh, like to make him look taller, <clears throat> not and not like your typical cowboy boot heel. Um, yeah, is uh, it was uh, it was. It was interesting, but um, it was interesting in the way that, I don't know, like a, a real shitty Thursday night game is interesting. So, like, who did we got tomorrow? Um, oh, yeah, we got, like, the Bears and the Panthers. I'm going to watch it because it's football on, and... um I'm probably going to bet on it because it's the only game going on Thursday night. So the under ought to hit. But I like it when it wasn't, didn't mean shit that, that that game means nothing to me. Just kind of like this. This is a, this is a, a shitty Thursday night football game of, uh, you know, presidential primary debates. Um, He's uh he's catching some steam on Twitter anyways or X uh trending number 1 uh well he was for a while um let's see what what's Nikki Haley got on what was people saying about her um
I'm telling you, Putin and President Xi are salivating at the thought that someone like that could become president. They would love to. The fact of the matter is, she doesn't answer. So this questions. is what I will tell you. We're driving Russia all, into China's hands because of you these foolish policies. You had your time to talk. The ambassador has the floor. Thank ambassador you. Xi. The first thing I'll tell you is, we all remember what that thug did when he invaded Ukraine. We all know that half a million people have died because of Putin. And here is a freedom-loving, pro-American country. There was a peace deal on the table that both sides had tentatively agreed to. And then the, the Brits, probably at our direction, went to Kiev and sabotaged it. And that was, I believe, in, they, they invaded in February, and that peace deal was essentially on the table in April. So after a couple of months of fighting, still heavy casualties, but nowhere near what has gone on for, this is coming up on the two years, um, two-year anniversary here fairly quick. And... Uh, yeah, like she said, a half a million Ukrainians. It's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot, and uh, most of them happen after that peace deal got sabotaged. Uh, so, I mean, not that Russia's any saint; they're not. They shouldn't have invaded. Um. But to put it all on them, I mean, we we prolonged that war with uh, giving them false hope, and they've essentially squandered it, stolen everything that wasn't bolted down, and um, yeah. But we we still just gotta. It is fighting for its survival and its democracy. No, I don't think we should give them cash. I think we should give them the equipment and the ammunition to win. And I'll tell you, if Biden had done it when they first asked for it, this war would be over. But let's also remember this. When you left Afghanistan in shambles and left them with a ton of weapons and money, it's not that we left, it's how we left. When you look at Ukraine, don't think for a second, now everybody wants to move away from Ukraine, they'll want to move away from Israel a year from now. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends. After 9-11, we needed a lot of friends. Now is the time to get partnerships. This unholy alliance between Russia, Ukraine, and China is real. There is a reason that Taiwanese want us to support the Ukrainians. It's because they know that China's coming after them next. There is a reason Ukrainians want us to support Israelis, because they know that if Iran wins, Russia wins. We have to see the combination of the three. Um, It's funny, she talks about Taiwan, and there's a significant amount of people in Taiwan that would just rather have just be cool with China and, and not, not uh, have uh, like potentially be at war all the time. I don't know what the percentages is, but um, it's a fairly significant uh, amount. So it's not like the people of Taiwan are like a hundred percent on board with, uh, you know, whatever we're doing over there. Uh, she's a war hawk and they, I, every time I, I read an article about um, presidential polling, they always 
They always throw Nikki Nikki Haley in there as you know as like a potential matchup versus Biden. You know when they like how's Trump doing versus Biden versus uh, DeSantis, and they always mention Haley as if she has any chance at all of becoming the the candidate for for president on on the GOP side. Um, laughable, but anyway, she's a uh, just a classic war hawk. Um, just, just your classic neocon. Um, let me see. TikTok. The, that was the, the next part that was, that was extra spicy. Um, we've talked about this. You campaign on TikTok. How do you get TikTok banned if you use it? Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is actually to say that we're just going to ban one app. We got to go further. She called him scum. We have to ban any U.S. company actually transferring U.S. data to the Chinese. Here's a story most people don't know. Airbnb hands over U.S. user data to the CCP. Now, that's a U.S.-owned company. So this is the problem when you have Republicans that temporarily go the way the winds blow, and now it's popular to talk tough on China when she was U.N. ambassador. Let me see if I can find... Um, um, Maybe I'll just pull up the that segment on uh, last on person standing TikTok deal. Um, it was it was something else. Places like Iraq and Afghanistan fighting wars that sent for justice of Palestine. They said they are eventually have U.S. troops there. I can tell the American people of continents at the exact same time. Praised um, by the Sierra Club, and you're trying to make or do any sort of entitlement reform. What we to what many people are calling the new Cold War with China, and I remind the audience that it's important for our visitors at home to be able to hear you, and especially for the people in Beijing to hear you. Many Republicans believe that the Chinese Communist Party and General Secretary Xi is an existential threat to the United States. The flashpoint is Taiwan. For decades and decades, the American military, but primarily the United States Navy, has been we're the resources of God, number one. Number two, after we have that, that responsibility out of our universities, we recognize the threat. And Taiwanese want us to support Ukraine because they know that sense. We've recognized the threat and we've acted swiftly and decisively. Senator Scott, you've been in the Congress since 2011. Defense spending has fallen over that entire period of time. Where are we going to to this generation what the Soviet Union was to the post-World War II generation? I've already released a plan. We're going to get to 355 ships at the end of the first term, 385 ships at the end of the second term, but we're going to have a the Thomas Jefferson at the age of 33. I mean, as gay as things have got, and I mean, literally like homosexual and beyond gay, um, 
here lately, it makes sense to rebuild the Navy because that's always the old classic trope that the sailors are gay because there's like a couple thousand of them on a ship for months at a time with no women in sight. And um, dudes are going to fuck. So maybe it's a smart thing to rebuild the Navy. Like you're 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 not getting your recruiting numbers in in any other branch. Um, a lot of people identifying as some sort of gay nowadays. So Navy perfect fit, maybe recruiting crisis solves. I don't know, maybe so. Um, that was, but yeah, they're all gonna they're all gonna cut the spending. And then spend more to build more Navy Would have ships. signed. Today, if you were alive, that's the Declaration of Independence that I will sign. House Bipartisan Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party published a long essay on TikTok go. following the flooding of pro-Hamas propaganda under TikTok accounts across the United States. Pro Chairman Gallagher called it shocking. Propaganda. He called the app predatory. Um, you can't even call the Hamas fighters and the Palestinians in Gaza in general, like the classic trope of the, you know, your average Middle Easterner is like a goat farmer, but like they don't, they don't even have anywhere to farm goats. <laughs> you know, they, it's a, it's a really small piece of land. Um, and then they act like, you know, pro Hamas, disinformation and propaganda and it's like hamas is a tiny organization and like they're funded by iran and whatnot millions of dollars and what but i'm guessing most of that goes into weapons and, and shit like that and paying their soldiers and not propaganda i mean it's not like you're dealing with like a russian propaganda machine or the i don't know the united states government propaganda machine but Anyhow, they they act like Hamas is this. Don't get me wrong; they're not they're not good, but also it's a pretty small group of people uh, with not relatively not a lot of power. So I mean, just like the the propaganda part just doesn't make much sense. And all these people, like Vivek, seems to be the only one that knows how social media works but like tiktok yeah it's a chinese like uh the app is chinese origin but there's however many millions of american users and, and like i'm on tiktok i don't spend a lot of time on there but what i see are just average people posting shit on tiktok and i mean there's there's i'm sure there's plenty of propaganda type stuff but I don't know, man. It could be that there's just a lot of people pissed off about Palestine. That that's also an option, you know. <laughs> that like that that is a could be a legit reason why you're seeing so much pro Hamas stuff on on TikTok. Maybe they the people posting it don't understand the conflict. That's probably true. Um, but it could be true that they're just like really pissed off about what's happening in Palestine, which is a reasonable position, honestly.
controlled by America's preeminent adversary, one used to push propaganda and divide America. It's spyware, he said, a means of surveillance. Governor Christie, do you agree with Chairman Gallagher? And if so, would you ban or force the sale of TikTok? I agree. All right. So I'm uh, I'm going to play through this uh, through all of their responses here, I think, because I don't I don't remember if they all responded, but I think so. And it, it just. I guarantee you all of these people have mentioned something about <clears throat> freedom of speech and how we've got to stop uh, censoring and, you know, like the free the free and open debate of ideas, let you know, win with words. Um, I bet you they've all said some form or variation of those, <clears throat> those phrases. Um, probably within the last week and, and then listen to them when it, when it comes to TikTok. Free 100% with chairman Gallagher. And let me say this. TikTok is not only spyware. It is polluting the minds of, of American young people all throughout this country, and they're doing it intentionally. And when you saw what happened in the last few weeks with all of this anti-Semitic, horrible stuff that their algorithms were pushing out at a gargantuan rate, this is China trying to further divide the United States of America. And this is one of the big failings among many of the Trump administration. He talked tough about TikTok. I heard him do it many times, but when it came down to it, he did not ban them when he could have and should have. And now since then, we've had an additional nearly six years. The TikTok's going to get us and Trump's fault for not banning it. A real American would have shut it down. Not going to allow that type of speech around here. Of this type of poison being put out throughout the United States, even putting aside the spying, which we know is going on in the theft of American personal data and information. So in my first week as president, we would ban TikTok. They want to go ahead and sell it? Let them go ahead and sell it. But I'll tell you another reason we would do it. Facebook's not in China. X is not in China. They're not permitting a free flow of information to the Chinese people yeah, we need to be more like China. Stop that free flow of information. From our social media companies, yet we just open the door and let them do what they're doing. TikTok should be banned because they are poisoning American minds, and I would do it week one. Thank you, Governor. I want to go to Governor DeSantis. Would you ban or force the sale of TikTok, regardless of whether or not China allowed American apps to operate in China? Yes, I think that China's the top threat we face. They've been very effective at infiltrating different parts of our society. So my policy on China and the Chinese Communist Party is very simple. We win, they lose. And in order to do that, it's not just military, it's economic, and it's cultural. And as the dad of a 6, 5, and a 3-year-old, I'm concerned about the data that they're getting from our young people and what they're doing to pollute the minds of our young people. These kids get these devices and they have They're trying to sell them shit because that's what China does is they make and sell shit to us. Our companies build all the shit that we buy over in China which props up their economy. Like, if we don't buy their stuff, 
Uh, that's a huge chunk of their market. And it hurts them for sure. Collapses their economy, but also like shit gets real scarce here in the States because we ain't got no Chinese shit to buy uh, that we are accustomed to buying because it's cheap and relatively well made for ish, you know have a mind of their own. And I know a lot of parents are looking. It's hard to even keep it out. China's obviously the, the most extreme, but this is happening with other things. So we are going to do that, and we are going to make sure to protect the American people. It's a full-spectrum approach to be able to fend China off. Yes, military deterrence. Yes, economic. Free speech is so important, but not when it comes to China. Fuck them Chinese. That We got we to gotta ban all their stuff. Well, we keep buying all their stuff and selling them soybean and pork and beef. And like, we got a pretty good relationship with China, but we just like got to fight out in public, I guess. But then, I mean, help. We helped them create the COVID virus. Like, that was our money that we gave them, probably illegally. Um, anyways, uh, we'll uh, decouple all clip and then we'll move on to other topics because, uh, this it was a real also their role point. in our culture. If we don't, if we ignore that, we're not going to be able to win the fight. Thank you, Governor Ambassador Haley. Speak to the parents out there, there are probably TikTok apps on half the phones in this uh, auditorium. No, I'm going to speak to the fact that two people hit me and you didn't let me respond. So let's first talk about the fact that they want to talk about the Chinese land. From 10 years ago. Yes, I brought a fiberglass company 10 years ago to South Carolina. But Ron, you are the chair of your economic development agency that as of last week said Florida is the ideal place for Chinese businesses. Not only that, you have a company that is manufacturer of Chinese military planes. You have it. They are expanding two training sites at two of your airports now, one which is 12 miles away from a naval base. Then you have another company that's expanding, and they were just invaded by the Department of Homeland Security. So mine was 10 years ago. You gave them stuff. I didn't give them anything. What's your story? And I abolished that agency that she's talking about. No. Enterprise Florida. We abolished it, and of course, we banned he China from buying the land. Website Not last exactly week. a Go great check. recruiting I pitch if you're banning them from purchasing you land. The website so last up week. Thank you, Ambassador Haley, Florida. Mr. Ramaswamy, uh, we've talked about this. You campaign on TikTok. How do you get TikTok banned if you use it? Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. Well, yeah, we already heard that part. For pro-Israel views or others, Ambassador Haley, predict, um, more Republicans will join it. But uh, stop U.S. companies from turning over data to Chinese companies. Moderators like uh, Kristen don't get to respond to personal attacks, but you do. Thank you very much. You know, when he talks about me praising China, he doesn't know the fact that the reason China was praised was because I negotiated with China and Russia the largest set of sanctions against North Korea in a generation. We are the that is literally the reason North Korea stopped testing ballistic missiles. So I 
said China did good on their part. That was a negotiation you could never do. You said, Nikki. Those are your words, not mine. And so just own up to it. You would never have been able to get that negotiation done. But don't lie to the people about what you've said or what you've done in South Carolina. My entire career in the United Nations. Every day I fought China. And I did it by making sure no one could get any agency heads in the UN. I did it by making sure that we called them out on human rights. I did it by making sure that we held them accountable on everything that they did. That's the reason we got out of the Human Rights Council. That's the reason we I, called them out. And I have, there's no to day I haven't Nikki stopped. Nikki Scott, was it, it is your turn. Ramaswamy made afterwards. Everybody else is hanging on to the rules here, Mr. Ramaswamy. Senator Scott. Thank you. We should... I appreciate y'all clapping for me already. This is wonderful. Any <laughs> question? What we should do is ban TikTok. Period. Now we saw under former President Trump, he tried to ban TikTok twice, but was struck down by our federal courts. If you cannot ban TikTok, you should eliminate the Chinese presence on the app. Period. We also should provide in my parents' Bill of Rights, we give parents the opportunity to give their kids permission under 14 to be on those apps. I think it's incredibly important for us as Americans to take back control of the information, especially of our kids. Where does it go? We should know that. One of the ways that we get to know that is by having a parental control. Yeah, you weren't allowed to get a Hotmail account until you were like 16 i think and i had one when i was maybe 11 no i'd been like 13 i guess either way i think i think it was too young but didn't didn't stop me um you had to be 18 or 21 to log into a porn site didn't stop me once. So how are you gonna how are you gonna keep a fourteen year old off a or a thirteen year old off a of TikTok? It's as a stupid um I'll let him finish I guess. But if we can eliminate TikTok, that is a first step. But eliminate it's not just TikTok. TikTok. China continues to spy on our kids, but they're also buying our farmlands. We talked about that several times there. We have to make sure that we use the tools that are in our toolkit to stop China from buying farmland near our bases. The third thing we have to do is make sure that they stop stealing our intellectual property. They're literally stealing our IP to compete against us. My administration, we stopped that day one, and we start making sure that we create six-figure income for jobs made in America through my strategy. All right, so, um, yeah, that's, I I find it interesting that they they had this whole segment on TikTok and how bad it is because it was Chinese-owned and whatever, and I have no doubt they're probably stealing data and selling it and doing whatever with it um mostly get you to uh buy shit but it's no different than anything american social media companies have already done um we have pretty hard evidence of collaboration with the u.s government to shut down accounts pull down posts um willy-nilly so um yeah 
classic Republicans. They're they're good on an issue until uh, it doesn't fit their agenda, and then they're they're just author- as authoritarian as the left. Um, that wraps up the GOP debate. I got to piss. We'll come back and finish up the show. All right, we're back. I feel better. Um, all right, so moving on. Donald Trump is uh, it's a civil or is it a criminal? It's a fraud trial, civil trial against him. Okay, so uh, testifying under oath in a New York courtroom with the fate of his family's business empire on the line, former President Donald Trump lashed out against the judicial forces that put him there. Um, Trump has already been found liable for fraud. A word uh, he lobbed at the judge overseeing the civil trial against him. He said uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James should be ashamed of herself. Um, So, yeah, he was found liable. It was a bench ruling. Um, So now they're just the trials about how much uh, he has to pay and the the fines, I guess. over the course of four hours on the stand Monday, Trump repeatedly strayed from questions, earning reprimands from the New York judge, Arthur Ingeron, on several occasions. The judge who was seated just feet away from Trump will decide the outcome of the bench trial himself, so no jury. Um, Trump's testimony. Uh, in his testimony, the former Trump and the current front runner, blah, 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 stood by the valuations of various Trump properties that other co-defendants have sought to distance themselves from. The numbers of my net worth are substantially more than the numbers reflect on the financial statements, he said in one exchange. Therefore, you have no case. Um, Trump arrived at the courthouse in Lower Manhattan shortly before 10 a.m. and made brief remarks, reiterating his criticism of the trial. It's a terrible, terrible thing. There are political operatives that I'm going to be dealing with right now. These are political operatives. It's a very sad situation for our country. Um, outside the courtroom, James predicted Trump would engage in name-calling, taunts, and race-baiting, but said at the end of the day, the only thing that matters are the facts and the numbers. And numbers, my friends, don't lie. Um. See, Kevin Trump then took the stand. Kevin Wallace, a lawyer from the attorney general's office, kicked off the questioning by asking Trump about a trust he established to manage his assets before he entered the White House. When he left office in 2021, he took control of the trust only to relinquish it again in July 2021. He testified that he did so because of increasing legal pressure from a number of fronts. You and about every other Democrat district attorney, AG, and U.S. attorney were coming at me from 15 different sides, all Democrats, Trump haters. Uh, I had great confidence in my son to manage my assets. Uh, Trump, Trump repeatedly gave long-winded answers to questions about the valuations of various Trump organization properties. And Engeron's patience soon wore thin. Christopher Keis, one of Trump's attorneys, encouraged Ingeron to allow Trump to give answers in his own way. With this witness, I suggest it's far more efficient to listen to what he has to say and take it in, Keis said, prompting laughter from from Wallace. Ingeron's voice rose as his anger seemed to boil over and his microphone struggled to handle the sudden change in volume. 
No, I'm not here to to hear what he has to say. And Garon said, his voice rising, "I'm here to I'm here to hear him answer his questions. Sit down." Um. And Garon said he was drawing negative conclusions from Tump's testimony. We got another speech. I beseech you to control him if you can. If you can't, I will. I will excuse him and draw every negative inference that I can. Um. Anything else good? Uh, James' office says the documents known as statements of financial... Okay, here we go. Um, after the break, after a break, Wallace posed questions about the valuation of Trump and his company's properties, including Mar-a-Lago, Trump Tower in Manhattan, and an upstate New York state known as Seven Springs. Trump defended financial statements listing their supposed value, uh, saying that even those valuations have been determined to be that have been determined to be inflated were too low. He added that he would not be willing to sell several properties because they were worth so much. Um, James office says the documents known as statements of financial condition inflated his net worth by billions. Trump said the documents included a disclaimer that absolved him of responsibility for inaccuracies. The disclaimer clause says if there's a mistake, if there's something, don't rely on it. Disclaimers always hold up in court, except maybe this court. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Trump also insisted that increases in property values over time justified overvaluations in the past, an argument Ingeron has previously rejected. Discussing property valuations for 2014, Trump said, if you carry that forward to 2021, all of those valuations were low. Um, Trump became particularly animated during a discussion of Mar-a-Lago. Um, Ingeron's pretrial ruling, finding Trump liable for fraud, noted that the local assessor valued Mar-a-Lago at 18 million, while in documents Trump valued it at hundreds of millions more. <clears throat> the former president said that said in his testimony that he believes it is worth as much as 1.5 billion. And uh, look at that. Sketch. That's awesome. That needs to be made into a shirt. Um, the property is deed restricted and cannot be used as a residence, which experts previously told CBS News limits its value. Uh, Trump said he agreed to the deed restriction for tax purposes, acknowledging that the lower assessed value limits the property's tax burden. He then described a hypothetical scheme in which a person calls their own home a club to save money on taxes. <laughs> Fucking Trump. There are a lot of advantages to the club status. The smartest thing to do would be to have a club and have one member. Uh, he later argued about whether it was accurate uh, to value one of his Scottish golf clubs as if he had built nearly 25 new homes on it when in fact he's built none and is limited by contract to just 1500 um, <clears throat> at some point maybe in my very old age I'll go there and do the most beautiful thing you've ever seen um, later in the day Trump described a loan related to a Chicago property as having been long since gone Pressed about that detail, he conceded it was actually paid off very recently. I was then asked, are you aware that the Trump Chicago loan was paid off last week? 
Uh, Trump said it was, and uh, my son recommended it. Um, <laughs> Trump said his company had been looking into whether it needs to change internal policies as the result of the state's investigation. Uh, there will be recommendations made, and we will perhaps let you know what those recommendations are. It wouldn't bother me to let you know about it, but we have asked. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go back. The, so some of the courtroom sketches here lately have been just fantastic. Um, like th- this one's awesome. I, I don't know what's going on with the shoulders. Um, I guess that's. See, does he wear padded suits? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, would, I don't wear many suits, so I'm not quite sure how that works. But uh, Ivanka testified today, and um, she uh, she got herself a doozy of a of a sketch her, her own self. Uh, like this one's kind of wonky. This one doesn't look bad. Um. Yeah, and then, and it, it's not just the Trump trial, but I don't know if you've been following. I heard about this uh, Sam Bankman-Fried guy, the guy that had the um, cryptocurrency something or other. I think it was an exchange, like a platform that you could buy and sell on. I think I don't I don't know exactly, but uh, defrauded people of billions of dollars of, uh, and well, his his trial's going on. Uh, he's probably going to be convicted. Um, well, here's some sketches of him and his former girlfriend. Uh, I mean, they did a pretty good job with uh, with her. Uh, but that was the initial one of Sam Bankman Freed. And uh, yeah, that is not what he looks like. Uh, oh, wow. They didn't. They didn't do her any favors at all. That that looks a little closer to him, but it still still makes him look too. There, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what are you what are you gonna do? It's a it's a courtroom sketch. Uh, but somebody likes this Sam Bankman Freed guy because they really, they really drew him flattering flattering sketch of him um yeah so uh and and later or in yeah the latest news in the middle east is it's uh on fire and um seems like we're having a hard a harder time um putting out little it's not like there's a pretty big fire going on in Gaza, like a lot of them. Um, and there's like some little small flare-ups around um, Lebanon and Iraq and Syria, um, which is to be expected. But the the bad part is, is there a lot of them are against uh, U.S. positions there, whether it be you know forward operating bases or I don't know. So. Um, but it's been something like 41 attacks since, since that thing's been going on over there. And, uh, it doesn't seem to be 
slowing down any. So, um, like this one in particular, um, the Houthis out of Yemen, which is a, a rebel militia, uh, allied pretty heavily with Iran, um, but they, they control part of Yemen anyways. Um, they shot down one of our Reaper drones the other day that was off the coast. Um, and that was GM, the, the Houthis claimed it, but then uh, U.S. Uh, confirmed it. Uh, the, said it was uh, analyzing the, the incident. The Houthis, formerly known as Answer Allah, been firing missiles and drones toward Israel and say that the attacks will keep up until the Israeli onslaught on on Gaza comes to an end. Um, so let me, let's look up Yemen and see where it is in proximity to, um, to Israel. All right. So Yemen's, uh, Yemen is right down here. And, Israel is up here. So, yeah, Israel's up here. Yemen's up there. Uh, I don't know how many miles that is, but they got a. So, essentially, they're shooting rockets over the entire country of Saudi Arabia and uh, <clears throat> trying to hit Israel. I don't know how successful they've been at all. I don't think they've been able to do really any sort of damage uh on that front um but it's just another hot spot and uh, and now they've uh they knocked out one of our drones which god knows how much those things cost but had just one one match that didn't quite set off the powder keg but uh, there's somebody out there's a bunch of people out there with matches, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, another one is uh, we have really stepped up airstrikes in the Middle East, so the U.S. launches more airstrikes in eastern Syria against uh, IRGC, so that's the Iranian uh, Revolutionary Guard Corps, which is kind of like their, their like badass um, commandos, special forces types. Um, of the Iranian military. So, um, they're, they're no slouch from what I understand. They're not, not the best in the world, but they're, they're well armed and relatively well trained. So a ground branch or something. Um, U S launched similar airstrikes on October 27th in an attempt to defer, deter, further attacks on U.S. forces in the region. Um, that did not work, but the rocket and drone fire on U.S. bases has not stopped. At least 41 attacks have been reported since October 17th, injuring at least 45 U.S. troops. Uh, great. Um, an um, umbrella group of Shia militias that calls itself the Islamic Resistance of Iraq has taken credit for many of the attacks on U.S. bases. The militias received support from Iran, but it's unclear if Tehran if Tehran is uh, directing the attacks. The Pentagon 
Pentagon previously acknowledged that had no evidence of direct Iranian involvement. Uh, for their part, Iran has den denied any role in the attacks on U.S. troops. Responding to U.S. allegations, Iraq's representative to the U.N. on Tuesday said that Tehran has never been involved in any attacks or direct any actions or attacks directed at the United States military forces in Syria and, and Iraq, which is not true, but um, anyhow, so <clears throat> yeah, all of this is in response to the Israel-Gaza thing, which is still going on. Uh, they've essentially cut the Gaza Strip in half and, uh, from what I understand, completely encircled Gaza City, which is like the biggest, uh, where the biggest bulk of people lived. Uh, I don't know how many people have left. Uh, that whole thing is a shit show, and it gets worse by the day. I I don't know. I don't know, don't know how much longer it, it it'll last. Um, but Israel's already talking about staying there for quite some time. Um, so. Keep an, uh, keep an eye out. I was talking with, uh, I forget, I think maybe I was talking with Doug, my, my co-worker, or, or somebody, but it sure seems like we're going to war. And then you, you listen to to this GOP debate, uh, not to harp on that again, because like I said, that in the long run, I don't think it means anything. Maybe Vivek uh, ends up being a VP candidate for Trump, but I don't see any of them beating Trump. Um, so, but it, it goes to show you like what the the other Republicans are and they all want to go to war with somebody, whether it's the Mexican cartels, Iran, uh, Russia, China, like take your pick. They, they, they're just wanting a war. Um, in the meantime, yeah, we've we've got 45 U.S. troops uh, injured, which is probably more than we've seen in quite some time. Um, and, yeah, and you're seeing a lot of uh, protests worldwide, but um, we'll, we'll stick with here in the U.S. Um, they're all over the place. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not... Uh, this is uh this issue for Biden is about like abortion is for the <laughs> for the Republicans. He can't win on this one. And uh yeah, I I I guess when it comes down to it if we're going to war, I I suppose I'd rather it be in the Middle East. At least uh the US military is familiar with fighting in the Middle East at this point. It's been uh well, it's been since the 90s since we fought in Europe during the Bosnia Kosovo thing, but since we really fought in Europe was World War Two, and um, yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, we we want that fight with Russia. Um, and then you know, there's a lot of talk on the on the debate stage about how you know if if you give up on Ukraine, then Putin's going to take the Baltic states and Poland, all of whom are. NATO members, they are given a hell of a fight just to try and take some some uh, territory in Ukraine. Like they've 
they severely underestimated what that was going to take. So I to see them take Poland, a NATO country with uh with nuclear weapons stationed there. Um yeah, I don't I don't see it happening. Maybe. I guess never say never, but I don't see it happening. Uh what do we got next? We got the Biden subpoenas. Um we'll see what happens here, but uh House Republicans subpoena Hunter and James Biden as their impeachment inquiry ramps back up. Um, House Republicans issued subpoenas Wednesday to members of President Joe Biden's family, taking their most aggressive step yet in an impeachment impeachment inquiry, bitterly opposed by Democrats that is testing the reach of congressional oversight powers. <laughs> they're they're bitching about testing the reach of congressional oversight now after they impeached Donald Trump twice over fucking nonsense. Um. Second one, maybe not quite as much nonsense, but still, the way they went about it was, was fucking stupid. The first one was literally over nonsense. Uh, the long-awaited move by Rep- Representative James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, to subpoena the president's son, Hunter, and his brother, James, comes as Republicans look to gain ground in their nearly year-long investigation. So far, they have failed to uncover evidence directly implicating the president in any wrongdoing, which... I suppose that is uh, that is true. There's a lot of there's a lot of evidence, but yeah, not really any smoking gun yet. Um, Republicans say the evidence trail they have uncovered paints a troubling picture of influence peddling by Biden's family in their business dealings, particularly with clients overseas. <clears throat> now the House Oversight is going to bring in members of the Biden family and question associates the. And their associate Biden family and their associates to question them on this record of evidence, Comer of Kentucky said in a statement. The stakes are exceedingly high as the inquiry could result in Republicans bringing impeachment charges against Biden. The ultimate penalty for what the U.S. Constitution descri- describes as high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, the dis- subpoenas demand that Hunter Biden and James Biden, as well as former business associate, uh, Rob Walker appeared before the Oversight Committee for a deposition by mid-December. Uh, lawmakers also requested that James Biden's wife, Sarah Biden, and Hallie Biden, uh, the wife of the president's deceased son, Bo, who Hunter fucked, if I remember right. Maybe he had a kid with, also, his uh, his dead brother's wife. Um to appear voluntarily for transcribed interviews. Um, Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, called the subpoenas yet another political stunt and said the investigation has been full of worn-out, false, baseless, or debunked claims. Nevertheless, Hunter is eager to have the opportunity in a public forum and at the right time to discuss these matters with the committee. How's the question is, will they go under oath? Will they actually show up? I don't know, but I mean, maybe the Republicans are serious about this, uh, about this impeachment deal. I doubt it, but maybe, um, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up on the, on the Trump Biden stuff there. Um, 
strike season's over though. Um, last I think it was last week the United Auto Workers um come to terms with I think it was uh, General Motors was the last one holding out. Ford cut a deal. Um, whoever owns Dodge or Ram or whatever the fuck they're calling it nowadays, they cut a deal, and then uh, GM was the last one to to fold. So the the auto workers strike is over. Apparently, uh, wages at at Tesla uh, plants have uh, gone up pretty significantly, which are none of them are union plants. So like they're they're trying to get ahead of that and make sure they don't unionize. Um, the actors are now off strike. Um, it's really funny how. The weather's changing. It's getting colder outside. There's been we've had some some cool days and had some pretty pretty crisp cold mornings and um it's just not real good strike weather, you know? Not not real ideal picket line weather. So let's let's go ahead and wrap this strike up before it gets real cold. Um after 118 days of Actors Guild being on strike, SAG after and the studios on Wednesday reached a tentative deal on a new contract that could see Hollywood up and running again within weeks. <clears throat> the strike will be over as of 12:01 p uh, Pacific time on Thursday, so as I'm recording this, it's already over. Um Putting uh, into more than seven months of labor unrest in Hollywood that saw the Writers Guild and SAG after hit the picket lines in the industry's first joint strike in more than 60 years. Uh, does it say. I don't even know what exactly they were striking over. Uh, I know a lot of it had to do with the writers, anyways. It had to do with AI. Um, hmm. The tentative agreement follows the studios responding Friday, last Friday to the Guild's last com- comprehensive counter with self-described historic package. Uh-huh. I don't know what the... I don't know what the terms are, so... Anyway, strike season's over. Um, I'm sure you guys were all were all sad to hear about that. And uh, to wrap up the the show for the week, we got a thick preacher. Um, it's from the New York Post. Alabama preacher who was outed as a drag queen told his friend he was suffering dark days before his suicide. Um, go back to the original. So. Alabama preacher F.L. Bubba Copeland, Copeland kills himself after being outed as a transgender curvy girl. Um, so this was from November 4th, so it was almost two weeks ago now. An Alabama preacher and politician killed himself Friday, two days after being outed for having a secret life they shared online as a transgender curvy girl. Let's take, take a look at this fella. He's uh, He's a hefty feller. Um, he was a mayor of a small town. Um, 
He was a mayor of the tiny Smith Station with a population of 6750. Well, tiny, that's like six times the size of where I live. So, um, As well as the pastor at First Baptist Church in Phoenix City. Shot himself around 5 p.m. in front of sheriffs who were following him. Uh, Copeland was a married father of three. Suicide came after the police were asked to do a welfare check and began tailing his car. He exited the vehicle, produced a handcuff, and took his own life, the sheriff's office said. Um, Copeland's suicide followed an expose by 1819 News, a, a news site once owned by the conservative think tank, the Alabama Policy Institute, that described Copeland's secret life as an online as a transgender woman under the pseudonym Brittany Blair Summerlin. Brittany described herself as a transitioning, transgender, curvy girl that loves smiling clothes and shoes. He looks like a shoe guy. Uh, there's, there's his alter ego. Um, weird. <laughs> uh, he, he oddly has somewhat of a girlish figure. Um, Weird. Uh, da, da, dum. One of his social media profiles showed Copeland wearing different women's outfit, including bedroom photos of himself in women's underwear. <clears throat> 1819 News also reported that Copeland could be seen wearing some of his wife's clothes in his posts, so his wife must be a big gal, too. Uh, Copeland referred to himself, to himself as a thick transgender woman and encouraged other trans women to go on hormone replacement therapy. Uh, he also posted transgender porn as well as transgender fiction and erotica that he apparently wrote according to 1819 News. That's a preacher, by the way. First Baptist, Southern Baptist. Uh, Copeland told 1890 News, which published the report on his 62nd. Oh, so he's, I mean, for a fat dude, he, he aged pretty well. Um, till that case of lead poisoning <clears throat> got him quick. Uh, da, 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 that his online alter ego was a harmless hobby that he did not go beyond his home. Just my wife knows about it, Copeland said. It's a hobby I do to relieve stress. I have a lot of stress, and I'm not medically transitioning. It's just a bit of a character I'm playing. I don't go out and seek solicitation or anything like that. What I do in my private life has nothing to do with what I do in my holy life, Copeland told 1819 reporter Craig Monger. Does this have any effect on me being mayor that I sometimes put on a dress or I sometimes put on makeup? Does that have anything whatsoever uh, to do whatsoever with me being mayor or being a pastor? I mean, it's kind of a distraction, you know. Um, he appeared to take his outing in stride after the expose was published Wednesday. At night, he, desert, he delivered his regular sermon at the First Baptist Church of Phoenix City and briefly addressed the scandal. I've been an object of an internet attack, Copeland said, an article that was written about my uh, capacity as mayor and capacity as a pastor. pastor. The article is not who or what I am. He downplayed the online material, calling it an attempt at humor. 
Of course, they got to have a picture of him with Trump. Uh, yes, I have taken pictures with my wife in the privacy of our home in an attempt of humor because I know I'm not a handsome man nor a beautiful woman either. Copeland continued, I apologize for any embarrassment caused by my private personal life that has come publicly. Um, huh. A March interview that Copeland did with Columbus, Georgia's WRBL was both poignant and eerily foreshadowed his own fate. I always say we're Mayberry 2023, he said about Smith Station. It really is like everybody knows your name. You know, everybody dies famous in a small town. <clears throat> That's what it is. It's Friday Night Lights. It's Mama's Apple Pie. Our community is very, very low crime, very low drug abuse. Our number one problem is suicide. It is sad. I think it has a lot to do with the military. I think some of it has to do with social media and the reality of that. The number one problem we have. And, well, um, I wonder if his wife did know beforehand or, uh, I don't know. Either way, um... Yeah, he shot himself. That's sad. It's not a it's not cool, man. Um weird weird story. Um it's uh I don't know, man. Why is it that uh sometimes like the most straight-laced people are the into the weirdest shit? Um I've known a lot of preachers kids in my life too, in my life too and they're uh there's some wild sons of bitches but yeah different strokes for different folks I guess and uh that Alabama mayor preacher you know it's funny I was I was I was married by a preacher who was also the mayor of the town and the sheriff at one point owned a gun shop in the bowling alley. Um, pretty cool guy, though. Um, I think he was he was from Alabama or Georgia originally. Maybe I think it was Georgia. Southern guy, but I don't think he was uh, dressing up in women's clothes. Curvy girl. I mean, maybe, but I don't. I don't think so. Um, anyway, that's, that sucks. Feel sorry for his, for his, uh, his wife and kids. Um, anyway, weird, weird stuff going on in the news. Um, be careful for that, for that, uh, you know, that severe strain of gayness that's going around that it's afflicted my, my good college friends. So, uh, be on the lookout for it. Stay safe out there. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next next time for another good episode of uh, Vince Post Politics. So on that note, move your ass. We're burning daylight. Good guys and bad guys. Cowboys and Indians. Sinners and saints.
hasn't bad 